Welcome everybody to What the Animals Want Us to Know. Uh, my name is Miriam Thiel Alberts and we have Melia Brent White here. Welcome Melia. Hello. Um, hello. And today we are actually arriving at episode number six. So we're just we're doing a 10-week online event, What the Animals Want Us to Know. And today is episode six. And we have a not so popular animal today to, that we talk to, and uh, it's the spiders. So, Media, you're living in Australia, you are Australian. How do you feel about spiders? <laughs> we have a lot of spiders here and lots of venomous spiders. But it's really interesting developing relationships with spiders because. They are like a shadow animal. They're an animal that a lot of people don't like, but often that shadow, shadow animals have a lot to teach us about life. And um, so when I moved into this house, for example, they'd sprayed the house for spiders and there was no spiders for a few months. And then all of a sudden there was like an infestation of redbacks outside the house, which is a really poisonous spider, and black house spiders inside the house. And I didn't do anything. I just let it sort itself out. And eventually we got the daddy long legs, which are a very like small bodied spider that don't bite humans, but they're quite a poisonous spider to other spiders. They actually eat other spiders. They took over the house and they keep everything under control. And outside there was more black spiders and they actually controlled the, um, the redbacks. So, so it took a few years for it to, to balance out and I do de cobweb, but I don't spray it all. The spiders live with us. But it's just amazing how nature has its own natural balance. And when we interfere with it, how imbalanced it becomes, especially within different species and how by actually living with your own environment, you can create more harmony for you, but also for the beings that live with you. I think that's amazing to, um, to just let nature kind of balance the situation. I mean, living was like, I mean, here in Europe, we don't really have any poisonous spiders. I mean, when we have spiders, it's more like, they look weird or, you know, I don't want them to have, uh, you know, to be in my bedroom or something like that. But how do you, how do you feel, you know, when you have the spiders? I mean, is it like an instant sort of, oh my God, this could be a poisonous spider or what do I do if I get bitten? Or is, is that part of your, you know, when you're sort of connecting with spiders that this is like there, present? The yeah, danger. So the way I look at things is any animal that comes across my path, it, it does tend to have some symbolism for me. So I yeah. try to work um, in with nature and pay attention so that uh, they understand that I'm getting the message and they don't need to do more to get my attention. Okay. But sure, things do happen and sometimes people get bitten. There's, there is like a white-tailed spider here in Western Australia and it does have a little microbe on its fangs and um, or it's associated with it and it, it can like rot your skin. So um, <laughs> if you leave your clothes on the ground, the white-tails like to burrow in, in things that have been left on the ground. So number one rule for me is not, not putting clothes on the ground, especially clothes I'm going to wear. And if, if you do do that, then you better shake 
your stuff out. I think I've done that once when I was younger and shook my pants out and there was a white tail spider wow. in the ground there. So that's a little bit scary. And um, last year, or the year before, my husband got bitten by a red back over the heart, actually. And I think it must have been in the laundry outside, um, hanging on the line. And somehow, I think it was in that bed and, and it bit him. And, um, you know, it, it was an interesting thing. He wasn't very well. Redbacks are quite poisonous, but it didn't, it didn't kill him. <laughs> He's still alive, <laughs> thank goodness. But when we get venom from an animal inside of us, sh sure, it's not necessarily like it's a toxin, but it can also have a transformative effect. So especially like he was a little bit sick. He wasn't really, really sick. But I, I met another lady at a similar time who'd been bitten, bitten by a snake and she'd had this deeply spiritual experience from having the snake venom inside of her body. So there's a few different ways of looking at things, you know. Do you know what? I think it's lovely when you, when you, you know, bring that different perspective here, you know, like sort of um, there could be a transformative um, energy in that there could be some sort of something changing. So, you know, a bite or a sting doesn't have to actually be just about punishing. It's about um, change. I like that. I like that sort of um, that description and, and that picture. And it's sort of, for me, it relieves a bit of my anxiety when I think about it from that point of view. I mean, I grew up, as I said, there's no real, you know, poisonous spiders here. But when I was a child, we had the kitchen in the basement and there were spiders and they were big as well. And they just lived in sort of big glass, um, you know, where you, we had these glass vases and all that. And that was okay for me until one day we had a visitor, a woman, and just before we were having tea or coffee, she saw the spider in that big uh, bowl vase and she started screaming and yanking me outside the, the kitchen. And I just got this shock of my life. You know, I, I, I didn't know what happened and I didn't know why she was screaming like mad. So from that point forward, I was like, oh my God, you know, that, that experience really... I downloaded this as it's really bad, you know, so um, now I, you know, I have come back to it's okay. I can bring the spider outside, but uh, it has taken some time. So, uh, you know, when we decided on doing the spiders, the messages, it was, you know, selecting some pictures from the, from the spiders. I was like, they're interesting. I can look at them, but they give me a sort of feeling. Hmm. They're not the nicest animal to look at. They are kind of, <laughs> they're kind of creepy looking. So um, I think one of them said to me, we're cute and fairy. Why don't you love us? Right, right. Yeah. So um, why don't we, I mean, you, you um, prepared a little bit of uh, a, a passage from a book about the meaning of spiders. Animal yeah, so I'll read from this book by Ted Andrews, which is Animal Speak. It's a really beautiful book, very heavy book as well. And there's four pages on spiders, but I'll just read a tiny bit. And I find so much inspiration in spiders. I really do. Like, they, 
they inform my life a lot. And I'm going to talk about that as, as we go through the podcast tonight. But particularly the, um, the, the story of grand, Grandmother Spider, which is from Native American um, traditions. So the spider is the master weaver. To the Native Americans, Grandmother Spider kept and taught the mysteries of the past and how they were affecting the future. Spider reminds us to awaken our own sensibilities to be more creative in life. And I, I find, I find sp Spider um, very inspirational in terms of how creative they are with their web and um, particularly about, for most of my life, I was very much like a warrior, like I'm going to, you know, conquer things and anyway, that didn't quite work. But now I look at it as like weaving, like how can I, and even the way I look at it with my body taught work, it's like, how can we reweave your life or reweave my own life? It's kind of like, especially when life gets pulled apart a bit, it's, it's, it's being the sower, it's being the creator, it's being the, the reweaver. And it's almost something that we've forgotten in our throwaway society that we can create, we can create from anything. And that's really inspirational um, for us to remember as humans. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I felt as well when I was sort of uh, preparing for the spider episode and I looked up spiders and, um, you know, I found that, you know, the, the, the Native American stories and also they stand for, you know, creativity and also very strong, deep feminine energy. And um, then, you know, like connecting with the spiders, I really felt, yes, there is, there's so much more behind that, um, you know, furry legs looking creepy sort of. And, you know, what I picked up was really interesting from one of my, my spiders I um, communicated with. Um, maybe should I just start? Yeah. So this was Mimosa. You know, as I said last time, I think they just they just come up with these names. <laughs> so, but I asked the animals, do you have a name or something you want to be called? So Mimosa. I live in a dark cellar in a dark corner and I love it. I love the darkness and I love the smell of a cellar. I sit in my web and I wait for my food to arrive. Humans call this manifesting. I see a juicy flyer beetle arriving in my web with my inner eye, and then I let go of my wish and wait. And sooner or later, there will be a feast. Humans are also able to attract food and other things into your life. Why don't you try it sometimes? So this is this is what I got. It's sort of what they do is they wait and they have the patience. Um, but they also manifest, they attract what they need. And maybe manifesting is about that, attracting what you need and not attracting of something that you think you need. Yeah, and, and um, like laying the structure to bring you what you need. Right, right. Like creating, creating that support system for yourself. I guess. Yeah. It's a really beautiful um, 
feminine way of going about things, just sitting back and, and, right. and relaxing and just waiting. And it's, it's also about becoming a receiver, isn't it? Right. Instead of someone that's always chasing something. It's a little bit like um, when you start to meditate or when you're connecting, say, with even animal communication, and instead of becoming a transmitter of thoughts constantly, it's becoming a receiver and allowing information to come, come to you. I think that's actually, when you look at spiders from that point of view, that is amazing. What mm. amazing manifesting animals they have to be to survive. You know, they have their, 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 their webs, but that's not all. I mean, a fly could fly around, you know. So they must attract their food into their webs. So... Isn't there so much that we could learn from spiders? There's so much. <laughs> We've got an outdoor shower here and often in the summertime, like a spider will create and the, this, um, the spray from the shower gets caught in the web and I, I, just, I just stand there in the shower being mesmerised by the webs and how beautiful they are. They're just, oh, I'm in absolute awe. Yeah. I'm going to read a message. It's just a short one from a spider. You are remembering the interconnected web of being. We remind you of how it works. Everything in balance. That is beautiful. And especially right now, like I'm, I'm noticing and I'm being present in my own life with, um, reconnecting with human beings and creating structures to give us all more support so that we can um, be more supported within society. And um, yeah, I, I felt spider energy was very supportive of that. So the thing that I'm working with is called values-based systems. It's creating values-based self-organizing systems. And there is a bit of a revolution globally going on around this. And actually, the systems process is very ancient wisdom. It was gifted by the Lakota American Indians to the American judicial system. And a lot of people are using it for um, business, uh, organisations, agriculture. So if it's something that's interesting for you, it's, it's um, a way of creating different community mm -hmm. that you can be a part of. Everyone can be a part of. And I think this is what, what is kind of emerging, emerging at the moment um, in so many different forms, that connecting. Um, we've done it with an online uh, meditation for the Amazon rainforest. And, you know, other people do it in different ways, in different groups. But I think that people are starting to use that web. I mean, you know, the internet, the web, um, the quantum field, whatever you call it to um, connect with other people, like-minded people. And it's quite interesting, you know, all the messages that I was receiving were very much about um, that connection and also using that web or what we've been getting in the last um, 
five episodes, I felt like this, it keeps coming up. So we're here, we're listening, we're connecting. So I have another one and this is Randall's. And he said, I live in a wooden garden shed and normally my life is peaceful and serene. Only when the humans open the shed to look for things, my life gets stressful. I can feel the anxiety of the humans rising when they see my web and I panic. I have lost many spider friends through anxious humans. We don't want to harm you. We're also afraid of you. Yeah, I, I really pick up from the, the redback spiders that they're actually really shy. But they're, they're poisonous. <laughs> they, they, I think they even can be deadly. I'm not quite sure. But they're very shy. <laughs> they're yeah. very shy creatures. They're not going out there trying to kill people, not walking around with a little spider knife or anything. <laughs> they're just doing their thing. And I think, again, it's about um, how do we live together? You know, we need certain boundaries, but we also, need, you know, maybe boundaries is not the right word, but like the space, we all need, you know, a certain space to live. And um, sharing the space sometimes is okay, and sharing the space sometimes is not okay, you know? Well, we need to make sure that we both have our own individual living space. If, if your environment is more in harmony, it'd be less of a problem. Right, right. So in, in terms of sharing that space, you know, it's like when there's things out of balance, that's when um, different animal populations get out of balance right. in our living areas, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. The more we take responsibility for being um, not owners but um, custodians of of the environment where we live, mm -hmm. and and trying to have a space like for for, for other beings within mm -hmm. that, then the more things are in balance and and different things can be done to create more balance within the home environment like reiki feng shui body talk lots of different things can be done right. um but yeah it's i think i think mentally when we take ownership of, of the land and think that we own it that actually causes quite a lot of imbalance because we're, we're just coexisting. Yeah. And even, even we live on three acres here and um, like there's kangaroos and birds and there's all different kind of animals that move through. But even there's land elementals and often when we put up fences or when people are fearful, the land elementals, they've been here for a long, 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 long time. And so I put it out there that they're welcome to do whatever they want on the land as well. Like they need a place. Everything needs a, a place. Um, but 
Yeah, I've got another message that we'll talk about in the fish one that, that talks about that. I actually had a, a shark that spoke to me about everything having a place. Right, right. And I think that animals, they don't have that concept of this is my um, earth, you know, that's my piece of land. I mean, they're territorial, some, of, some animals. But I think it's more about space. You know, this is the space I need. Please do not come in uninvited. So, um, but they don't say, this is my land. This is, nobody else can be there. Yes, you can be there, but I need to have a certain space where I feel safe, you know. So the, the this is my land thing is very much a, a Western concept. Um, Australian Aboriginal people didn't have that concept before we arrived. Um, you know, the N Native American Indians had a different relationship. A lot of Indigenous cultures, I won't say all because I'm not an expert on all, but a lot of them had a different relationship with the land. So it, it is a Western thing. And it just it does cause a lot of disharmony. Yeah. So I have, is it your turn? Oh, yes, I think so. Okay. But, I, but you can go if you want. No, go ahead. I don't, this is a huntsman, so this is like quite a, a big spider that we have here. And, and um, I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, he told me that he doesn't have a web. I don't have a web. I don't need one. Uh, and I've, I've never seen a huntsman spider web, so you can correct me if I'm wrong or the spider is wrong. Um, he said, I don't have a web. I don't need one. I hunt, I, I hunt other things. I watch. I wait. I have sharp eyes and look for opportunities. It's fun to observe and notice what's going on around. I see many entertaining things. You can you can really feel that hunting energy, you know, in 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 that message. He's just sitting there with the big eyes, you know, waiting. That's what they do. You know, That's to pounce. Sometimes they're on our bedroom wall and they just sit there, and then they'll move. You won't notice them, and then the next night they'll be on the other side of the the bedroom. Oh my this God. guy actually told me his name was Harry. Harry, Harry. Okay. So <laughs> watch out for Harry, Harry. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. And quite, you know, big energy for small animals like that or creatures, mm. you know, it's, it's what I found, you know, I hadn't communicated with, with spiders before. Not sure why, but it was not something that you know, clients, because I do animal communication uh, for private clients, and usually they come with something they want to know about their horse, their, their dog, their cat, you know, sometimes a bunny, but a spider I hadn't, you know, I hadn't communicated to. So it was really interesting to feel into that energy and how do they communicate? What do they share? And they, I found they are a bit shy. I mean, the huntsman now, I didn't feel that he was so shy, but usually, you know, the other animal, uh, the other spiders are connected to, they're not so much, they don't want to be on the big stage, but
but they're quite direct. They have like sort of a soft side, but still a big energy around that. This is how I felt um, when I connected to them. And there's a lot of them. I've got some bush just behind my, the house where I live, not mine, my house. Um, and if you go there with the torch in the nighttime, you see all these little twinkling eyes. They're wolf spiders. It's amazing to see how many there are. That is absolutely amazing. But also a bit intimidating for me. So I don't know if Australia would be a place for me to live. Um, yeah. It's Australia is a good place to come to terms with your own mortality. Right. It's Spiders, like snakes, sharks. Hey, we've got it. But you know what? I'm still alive, so it's all good. That's why Australians always, um, they're always smiling. <laughs> I have one more. And this is also, and also is an old spider living in a dark forest. I mean, I could see the forest. I don't know where the forest is, but very sort of um, one of those original forests, big old trees. When the sun shines through the tall trees, my web gets illuminated by the sunlight. I love those mornings when the water droplets in my wet web look like diamonds. I don't know much about humans as I have not seen many, but I've heard from other spiders to be super careful when meeting one. You can easily get killed by them if you get too close. But I'm so happy in my forest that I wouldn't want to live anywhere else and especially not in the city. So I really felt there was, there was, you know, this sort of um, being anxious about the spiders that was mutual. The spiders are, you know, anxious about us or they're afraid of us. And we're sometimes, some of us are afraid of the spiders. So um, maybe, and a, a reminder to um, just to be respectful when we go into their environment as well and how our energy can affect that. And um, especially those parts of nature where not many humans are. Yeah. Mm. I have, do you have one more message? I saw a black spider yesterday outside my bathroom and it was doing this. Okay. This, I connected to that black spider and it said, you saw me yesterday and it looked like I was struggling, but really I was finding my own way and regaining my feet. Sometimes spiders get knocked over and we curl into a little ball with our legs, but when we are ready and it's safe, we turn over and get back on our feet. I think that's lovely. Because that's, that's the feeling, you know, that I have, you know, when something doesn't go, you know, when you, you, you hit an obstacle or you hit a problem, sometimes going into a little ball and waiting for it to kind of blow over and then you're ready to go out there and say, here I am again. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 Talking about that process, and I, I resonated with it like that as well, Miriam. I was like, it's okay. 
It's okay to go into a little bowl. It's okay to be on your back for a little while. Yeah. When it's safe, back on your feet. Yeah. And come out. Wonderful. That was really nice. I, I actually, I am enjoying this so much to connecting to different animals that I would usually not connect to. And um, we're going to have an intention because we have this, this sort of format and we have made a program that we decided to, to um, connect with certain animals. And it's, I think it's so wonderful to, to feel and download the different energies of the animals. And what I'm finding is they want to connect with us. They want to share their wisdom or share their thoughts. And, you know, the web of connectiveness, we are all connected. And we, you know, a lot of humans, I think, opt out. They don't want to be connected. They want to be connected via the internet, but they don't want to connect, be connected on the energy web. But we are, and we just block that flow. And um, so I, I think it's, it's lovely to get that reminder to, you know, they want to be connected. Let's be connected to uh, have an exchange. And I, I find that um, all the animals are very practical. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, very, um, it's very practical information that they share. And, um, you know, like, have you, do you have that saying in Germany, you can't buy common sense? I don't or, think we have that one. Or no. People don't have common sense anymore. I don't know. We probably have something I can't think of of one now that translates like, to that. Yeah, so you would have heard of common sense. Have you heard of what that is? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a little bit missing in, in some people or different people have different levels of common sense. And you might not be able to buy it, but I feel that you can listen to the animals and learn it. Right. That's what they're teaching us. It's actually common sense. Right. What they're sharing with us and and they're um they're they're showing us like a remembering of of this practical way of of living you know when i was um i had i downloaded this thought um it was yesterday and i thought about animals and what we've been doing and over a sudden i realized none of the animals you know not one animal i had connected to had talked about appearance. You know, not one animal had talked about how they looked, how their body was, or anything like that. That sort of ties into the, the, the practicality, you know, the, the practical side. And I thought, wow, we humans are the only group, you know, of, of sentient beings that obsess about how we look and how our body is. Mm. I just leave it that, you know, at that. So, but I thought that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Because we have mirrors and now we have phones and we watch ourselves. At a certain point, there would, wouldn't have been mirrors or glass or 
the only reflection would have been in a pond. So yeah. it's a different level of self-consciousness and self-awareness. Yeah. And wanting to modify that. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting thing. So um, this is all the messages that we have for, for this week's episode. But we have a lovely little visualization waiting. So Amelia is going to uh, take us through a guided visualization. So if you want to take part. I'll just invite you to put your feet both on the floor and taking a big deep breath, breathing in and exhale, releasing, just relaxing, sinking deeper into this present moment. Another big deep, deep breath in and exhale, releasing, relaxing, just letting go of anything that's keeping you from being right here, right now. Now I'd just like you to imagine that you've got in front of you a web and it's a web of your life. All the connections, connections that you have with family, friends, business connections. Just becoming aware of this web. Just noticing how far it spreads, how big it is. Is it wide? Does it go sideways? Is it round? And just with your mind's eye, I invite you to test how strong that web is. You can just ask yourself if you need to strengthen the web. Or do, do parts of it need to be taken down and let go? Does it need to be restructured? Just allow the web to show you what it needs. You might get an intuitive information pop up. Just take the first thing that comes to mind. So do I need to strengthen the web or do I need to take it down? And you can ask yourself, are you willing to trust that the web will provide you with what you need? So this is your web of manifestation that Miriam was talking about. Well, do you need to restructure it in a different way so that it can provide you with more sustenance for less effort? And how willing are you to trust and rely on the web to bring you what you need, just so that you can wait and watch? And enjoy the fruits of your labours. So some people in, um, in language, there is that saying, be careful of the web that you weave, which is almost like a caution for the web. But there is also that the web that you weave can be the net that supports you. So just look at whether the web that you have in your life is providing you with what you need or whether you need to restructure it, take it down, and just modify it a little bit. And that's the beauty of spiders. They're taking down the webs and reweaving the webs constantly. And that's part of us being adaptable and moving 
and transforming ourselves through the process as well. Becoming the master weavers of our own life. And you can check in with your web whenever you want and change, change it as you need. Just keep that awareness that the web can support you and the web can do the heavy lifting as well, can do the hard work. Just come back into yourself. Just feeling that support that the web is providing you. And then when you're ready, open your eyes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was a lovely um, little journey to that web around us. I found that very inspiring what the um, spiders have brought forward today about the, the web and the waiting and the manifesting what we need into this web. So um, thank you. Thank you, Melia. Thank you, spiders okay. in Australia and in Europe. And um, yeah, I'm really looking. What's that? Thank you, Grandmother Spider, who's the master weaver of our reality. Yeah. And um, if you're interested in body talk sessions for yourself or maybe animal balancing sessions, um, you can find Media Brand White on your website. Is it is www.mediabrandwhite.com. And um, if you're interested in hearing from your own animal messages, then you can contact me on Animal Wisdom, um, either on Facebook or Animal Wisdom, animal-wisdom.net. And um, I'm also teaching Reiki so that you can uh, weave a web around you and your animal with healing light. So if you're interested in that, you can contact me as well. And I'm really looking forward to the next episode. It will be fish. So that will be quite interesting because it's a completely different um, element that we, we're sort of diving into. And uh, thank you so much for day, today. That was lovely. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.